Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala eşrafil enbiyeyi vel mursalin. Muhammedu Resulullahi sallallahu aleyhi ve ala aleyhi ve sellem. Teslimen kathiren kathiren. Fuma ba'du. My brothers and sisters. I want to do a series of of khatiras on the issue of Islamic manners. And the one of the best sources of that is the beautiful book written by Sheikh Abdul Fattah um, Abu Ghudda Rahmatullahi Sheikh Abdul Fattah Abu Ghudda Rahmatullahi was born in Syria in 1917 and he is one of the outstanding Muslim scholars of the 20th century he was a leader he was a leading scholar in the field of hadith and the Hanafi school of fiqh he studied in Syria and Egypt and specialized in the Arabic language, in Hadith, in Sharia and, and in psychology. And uh, he had many prominent teachers. Among them was Sheikh Raghib uh, al-Tabbakh, Sheikh Ahmad ibn Muhammad al-Zarqa, Sheikh uh, Isa al-Bayanuni and Sheikh Ahmad al-Kurdi and the renowned Ottoman scholar Imam al-Kawthari. He taught uh, Usul al-Fiqh and Hanafi Fiqh and Comparative Fiqh at the University of Damascus. He also taught at the King Saud University and Imam Muhammad uh, Ibn Saud Islamic University. And uh, he passed away in 1997 in Medina and he is buried in Al-Baqi. <coughs> we ask Allah to grant him Jannat al-Firdaus al-Arabi hisab and to accept his... Uh, uh, his work and to reward him in keeping with his majesty and grace. Uh, the original book is in um, is in Arabic and uh, I'm going uh, to read from the translation of this uh, uh, beautiful book which was done by the son of uh, Sheikh Abdul Fattah uh, and that is uh, Muhammad Zaid Abu Ghudda. So we ask Allah SWT to also bless and reward uh, Sheikh Muhammad uh, for his uh, Sheikh Muhammad Zahid for his work uh, for of bringing this book to uh, people who uh, who do not know and do not, do not uh, speak and uh, read Arabic. <coughs> Now, um, the whole book is really worth uh, reading and understanding uh, that I think I'm just going to read from it from the beginning. Uh, the foreword uh, of this book uh, has been written by uh, Hassan al-Banna, uh, and it is really worth giving some thought to he says Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala shirafil anbiya wal mursaleen Muhammadu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam wa sallam tasliman kathiran kathira then he says Ibn Mubarak Rahmatullahi said Mukhlid ibn Hussain once said to me we are more in need of acquiring adab than of learning hadith we are more in need of acquiring adab than learning hadith. 
Now, think about this, that if this statement was true several centuries ago, then it is even more true now. The mere acquisition of knowledge alone is insufficient to build a sound and balanced Islamic personality. Imam Zakari al-Ansari, uh, he said, knowledge without adab is like fire without wood, and adab without knowledge is like a spirit without a body. So both are important, and one is the foundation of the other. Imam Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzir quoted the uh, ulama as saying that tasawuf is good manners, and anyone who surpasses you in manners is better than you in tasawuf. So it is not a question of you know uh, tasawuf being some ritual or uh, some dance. It is really good manners. Ibn al-Qayyim comments on this and says, Indeed, the deen of Islam itself is manners. Anyone surpassing you in manners is better than you in the deen. And this is true for we only need to quote the hadith as related in Bukhari where Rasulullah said, I have not been sent as a messenger except to perfect character. I have not been sent as a messenger except to perfect character. Now, other or manners, uh, other is an integral part of the development of a sound personality and a sound Islamic Muslim personality. It is something that one is brought up with and sees around him and thus acquires it. The beauty of a civilization is manifested in the values and manners embodied in the interaction of its members. The more dignified the manners, the more stable and vibrant the social fabric of a society. Subhanallah, if you look at our society today, this is what is hugely, hugely missing. That dignity is gone. But sadly, we live in times where adab is lacking at all levels of society. We live in an adab-less society where parents are disrespected, teachers are not treated with due honor, elders are not given their due rights, and the basic manners of eating, visiting, appearance and conversation are not observed. So sad is the predicament that books have to be written and lectures have to be delivered in order to teach adab. Traditionally, adab was not something that was formally taught. Rather, it was something acquired and embodied in the very interaction between people. As uh, we say in Urdu, Sahaba sohbat se bane, kitab padke nahi bane. The Sahaba became Sahaba because of the sohbat, the companionship of Rasulullah They absorbed from him his beautiful manners. Such is the importance of manners, trivial though they may seem, that the actions of a believer will be rendered null and void if manners are lacking. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu, addressing the companions of the Prophet says, O you who believe, do not raise your voices above the voice of the Prophet, nor speak aloud to him in talk as you speak to one another, lest your deeds may be rendered fruitless while you don't know, while you perceive not. This is in Surah Al-Hujurat, the second ayah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the first ayah, Allah said, do not put yourself before La tuqaddimu bayna Allahi wa rasooli. Wa taqullah. He said, don't put yourself before, the, before Allah and His Rasul. Meaning that 
anybody who says, for example, that uh, about a hadith, and say, Rasulullah said this, but in my opinion, and I have a different opinion, is doing this. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, when you do that, if you do this kind of thing, then Allah will wipe out your deeds and you will not even be aware. See how, what a uh, terrible and what a uh, serious threat that is. Imam Bukhari reported that Abdullah ibn Zubair, he said that after the revelation of this ayah, whenever Umar ibn al-Khattab wanted to speak to Rasulullah, he would talk almost in whispers to the point that the Rasulullah could hardly hear him and would ask him to repeat what he said. Such was his eagerness to abide by the adab of conversation, lest his righteous actions become unaccepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many of the Muslims, especially the youth of today, are not ill-mannered because of intentionally failing to abide by basic manners, but because they are truly ignorant of what manners are. We live in societies that emphasize material progress and fail to even consider the role of ethics and values and spirituality and character building and manners. Hence, we are in need of reminding ourselves of the adab that should be embodied in our personalities. However, adab should not also be viewed as a separate entity detached from other aspects of life. It should be seen as the essence of all work, especially the work of dawa and striving to change society. To go to an extreme by claiming that adab is all that is required is also gross injustice. Once while visiting a Muslim country, I attended a lecture of a prominent Islamic figure who was discussing in great detail the adab of standing and sitting. Upon inquiry, I learned that the topic of adab was the subject matter of nearly every lecture delivered by many of the prominent Islamic figures of that country. The day-to-day problems of society were being, were being neglected and ignored. Few spoke against the rule of tyranny, oppression and injustice. Social, economic and political problems were not being addressed or even highlighted. Adab is certainly important, but neglecting other vital aspects of life is surely not part of the comprehensive methodology of Islam. This book was written by Sheikh uh, Abu Ghudda and translated by his son, Professor Muhammad Zahid Abu Ghudda. Um, the likes of Sheikh Abu Ghudda are rare to come by. He was one of the most prominent scholars of Hadith in the 20th century and a leader of the Islamic activity in, in Syria, in Syria, and thus striving not only in narrating prophetic traditions, but also making them a living reality. <clears throat> Sheikh Abu Ghudda chose to write on this topic because he observed many people disregarding these essential adab or misrepre- misrepresenting them. It's thus an honor for uh, this publication, the Awakening Publications who published this book, to publish such a book on such a topic written by such a person. So this is the foreword to the book. And uh, let us let me end with this one here. So we just give it some thought, and the thought is the importance of adab in our lives, importance of manners in our lives. Uh, as as uh, the author said, we live in a society where the absence of manners is very visible. The presence of manners is very uh, rare, and therefore this is something which is such a wonderful thing to do because if you do even a little bit of it you will be noticed 
and you will find that the reward of that is out of proportion to whatever little you did. So even more encouragement for us to behave with the best possible manners in every situation. I remind myself in you that the challenge is to be behave in the best possible manners when somebody else is behaving with us in manners which are lacking. So it's not a matter of doing good to people who do good, but it's a matter of doing good to people who do not do good. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for us and to accept it from us. So sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa 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 alayhi wa sall